Hey there, my name is Lexi and thank you so much for joining me today for Lex Rated. I'm gonna be reviewing Drake's album, Honestly, Never Mind, which, why didn't I think to look at the date of this? I mean, it was released this year, 2022, uh, June 17th, 2022. There are 14 tracks. I'm looking in between my mic, but there are 14 tracks. I'm gonna be listening off camera, in my headphones, copyright reasons, but also, I feel like it'll be more of an intimate listen when I listen to it in my headphones. Um, so yeah, if that is a review you are interested in hearing about, then definitely stay tuned and let me know your thoughts in the comment section down below as well. But let's get started. All right. Uh, oh gosh. I'm so, I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed. I love Drake and I believe he's one of the biggest stars out right now as far as star power and uh, how long he's been in the game and just a certain level of consistency that he's always been able to kind of provide but I just got done listening to the album. I sat down in one sitting, took about an hour. Um, I looked online because I didn't feel like doing the math myself, but the album is 52 and a half minutes long. And, uh, oh gosh. Okay, so overall, I'm gonna give you my overall on how I feel about it and then I'll break it down with the notes that I wrote for each track as we went along. So 14 tracks on the song. The first track is an intro that's less than a minute long. Uh, this is Drake's Honestly Never Mind, which was released June 17th, I think it was. I wanna say it was June 17th. Hold on. Yep, June 17th, 2020. Uh, okay same melodies all the way through the entire album um very little use of background vocals very non-existent basically use of stacking or ad libs um there was singing on all but two of the tracks that's the one with 21 savage and then which other one was he rapping on Track number seven is called Sticky. He was rapping on that one. So track number seven and track number 14, which is called Jimmy Cooks featuring 21 Savage. Those are the only two tracks that he's rapping on out of these 13 songs. Um, everything else is singing on the track, but the melody is the same the entire way through the entire album. The content and the subject matter, I honestly don't really know what he was talking about in most of the tracks because... But I don't think I really needed to know because he, it sounds the same, it feels the same, but I also don't feel it. So this entire album pretty much just feels like he's heartbroken, he's in his feelings. Maybe he's just gone through something with a woman he was dating, I don't know. Um, but it gets really annoying after the first two or three songs. And you start to realize like, oh, this is it. This is all that we're talking about. And like I said, I don't know what he was talking about in most of the songs. Uh, 
that's my overall review of the album. I'm just, I'm really, I'm really disappointed. I'm really disappointed. I don't think he even followed like the typical Drake formula that people usually say that he follows, you know? Um, I can appreciate that part, but the name of the album, honestly, never mind. I'm feeling like that's how he felt when he created this. I've listened to, you know, small commentary, not a, not a big amount of commentary from other creators, but I've listened to other, a little bit of other commentary and they all said the same thing as far as Drake that feeling like this is pretty much thrown together and done last minute. And I would have to agree with those sentiments. I did not listen to any of the songs before, you know, like after hearing those critiques, but after hearing the entire album, I can agree with what they were saying. It sounds last minute, like he kind of just put it together. Um, I, they were even saying that he was trying to compete with Beyonce and being the first one to drop like this house music sound. I'm going to have to disagree with that because you can't drop something like this and think that you're going to compete with Beyonce who as of this recording just dropped her full album. It was actually leaked two days before its official release, but true Beyonce fans, we're going to wait for her intended release date and somebody about to lose their job over at her camp as a side note. But let's get into the breakdown for each individual track on the album. Like I said, there are 14 tracks. The first one is an intro. It's 38 seconds long. So there are 13 songs on the album. He's only rapping on two of the songs on this album. So the intro, I love how it started. I like the intro. I like the saxophone that's included in the intro. But then song two comes on and I'm like, oh, this does not match the vibe at all. And even before listening to the album, uh, I knew that the intro based on other people's critiques, I knew the introduction was not going to match the overall vibe, the overall production and sound of the rest of the album. Um, so the introduction, honestly, they could have done without that because he didn't say anything in the introduction either. As far as like any kind of speaking, it was completely instrumental. So I feel like they really did not need to include that on there. Track number two is Falling Back, four minutes, 26 seconds. I like the beat, but it is an extremely repetitive, annoyingly repetitive song, in my opinion. It's very much like, and I heard someone else make fun of how Trick sings, and it's it's accurate. I heard it in this song. I know, I know how you feel. I know how you're feeling. Feeling like it all goes down and it's just like, okay, this sounds to me like, and I'll, I'll say this about the album in entirety. It sounds to me the way that I go in on these rappers about how they create their songs. It's like, okay, I want to make an album with this sound. So at least he probably had the production that he wanted before starting. But as far as like how the songs were written, it very much sounds like everything was on the spot and not much thought was put into the songs as far as like a particular storyline that we want to tell. But he's in his feelings about something. So that's the common theme of this full album. But every song is very much 
you just walked in, like you didn't write anything. You didn't have any particular thought in mind, any particular experience in mind. So that made it very, very disappointing for me. But the word feel and feeling and falling back on me, overly done, very repetitive. I like that he was using a falsetto because I don't think I've ever heard Drake sing in that kind of falsetto tone before, if ever. Um, And off the top of my head, I'm not able to think of any other song. Except for maybe, no, Cry If You Need To. Is that the highest I've ever heard him sing? Cry if you need to, but I can't stay to hear you. That's the wrong thing to do. Talk if you need to, but I can't stand on you. That's the wrong thing to do. Um, so yeah, I will say that in entirety, a lot of these songs reminded me of the way he was singing during his earlier days, but there's such a lack of diversity in the melodies that he chose. And maybe he did that on purpose, or honestly, maybe he didn't care. I don't know. But I was reading the comments underneath this specific song, which is track number two, Falling Back. And people were saying like, they could hear this playing in an H&M, definitely agree with that. Or in the background at Payless, which I definitely laughed at that comment. Uh, But so far at this point in the listening, a lack of background vocals and dynamics, it's pretty flat the whole time. Like very much stayed in one tone, one wave, not very dynamic at all. Third track on the album is Text Go Green. It's five minutes and eight seconds long. Way longer than it needed to be, in my opinion. I don't like the mix. It's not as clean as I would expect from Drake. Again, same issue with Falling Back. Uh, The melody feels the same as Falling Back, actually. Actually, Yeah, I think he was actually using the same melody in Falling Back. Um, But it, it also sounds like he's not really opening his mouth when he's singing on this one. And it feels like he's mumble singing in a way. Like, what's a song I could sing? Like, talk you need to, but I can't stay to hear you. It's the wrong thing to do. Cry if you need to, but I can't stand to hold you. It's the wrong thing to do. Versus, talk if you need to, but I can't stay to hear you. That's the wrong thing to do. Cry if you need to, but I can't stay to hold you. That's the wrong thing to do. You know what I mean? Like, I can hear the difference and I can feel the difference. He's unfortunately not giving me much feeling in this album either. It's very monotone to me. And like I said, the melodies are the same. The hook and the verse of this song have the same melodies and there's nothing separating them vocally. So, you know, next track is track number four called Currents. 2 minutes 37 seconds. Melody sounds the same as a previous song. This one is a little bit different though because as far as a production, it has a bit of a Jersey Club type of feel to it, especially with the drums and the squeaky effect that um, they chose to include in the production. So that was a much welcomed change and difference. But um, at this point, I felt like if I was listening to this album all together and not broken up the way that it's playing on YouTube, And honestly, the way that a lot of music, all music plays on like the streaming services, if it weren't for those breaks, then I feel like I wouldn't notice that everything's the same as much. Like I feel like it would be more of an experience that I was just going through versus I'm hearing the same vibe over and over again, you know? So 
Um, when it comes to that, I think that's why I miss CDs so much, like physical CDs, because you can actually program into the playback of a CD, whether or not you want there to be spaces in between the songs. And if you say no, then everything just flows like a playlist. Like the same way you see these live playlists on YouTube, um, like the jazz playlists, or they have reggaeton playlists or live rap playlists. Um, or like the lo-fi playlist where it's just like a continuous stream of music. I feel like I would have experienced this album better if I was listening to it in that way versus streaming. So I don't know, should I buy this physically and then compare the two listening experiences? And then it would also be in my car as well, but it should feel more intimate because it's in the headphones, but I don't, I don't know. Um, but so far, this was the most interesting beat so far when we got to track number four. But track number five is called A Keeper, two minutes, 53 seconds, same melody again in his feelings, but it sounds like he wrote each song bar for bar, like he was punching in. And I mentioned that already at the top of this video, literally sounds like I want to make an album with this sound, but I don't know what I want to talk about on this album. So let me just walk into the booth and see what I come up with. No kind of writing no real concepts, no creative concepts or topics were introduced in my opinion. It's literally like, let me just write this bar for bar. And that's what it felt like. Number six is calling my name two minutes, 10 seconds. Um, and at this point I thought to myself, he's definitely heartbroken over somebody. And it reminds me of a client actually who I'm working with. And I, <laughs> I just sent him a text before I started filming this, but I'm like, hey, have you been listening to a lot of Drake lately? Because literally this, the way Drake is singing on this album and this particular song called Calling My Name, track number six, this is literally how my client has been singing. And he's going through women problems right now too, even though he don't wanna, he don't wanna admit it. He wants to act like he's cool on that, but whatever, that's a whole different story. Um, But at this point, I'm annoyed I'm tired of hearing about these women problems from Drake, but also in particular from my client. Um, and then it's annoying on the album because, you know, we've had the same vibe. We had the same flow, the same melodies, and we're still talking about the same thing. So <laughs> it's also annoying to hear about these women problems because the guys who are usually talking about this kind of stuff, unfortunately my client, but also Drake, um, they're not even treating these women that great. Like a lot of guys think that just because they have money or they do a nice thing for a woman here and there, that somehow that puts them as a cream of the crop. But that's a whole nother conversation I don't wanna get into. Maybe tune into a Lex chat and we can get into it on there. But track number seven is called Sticky, four minutes and three seconds long. This is when we finally hear some rapping from Drake which was refreshing compared to the previous songs that we heard. But again, the melody was very boring, very, very boring. And um, the content that was being talked about was very weird, especially over this kind of production. Like, I think I would have enjoyed Drake rapping over these kinds of beats, but as I'm gonna explain with another song, he is not really working with the beat. It's kind of just Drake on top of the beat. It's not Drake working the beat. You know what I mean? And uh, that's also another topic for Lex Chat. 
you gotta listen to what the beat is telling you to do in a sense because a beat is gonna inspire different deliveries from you it felt like drake just wanted to stay with one delivery and then he just threw it on top of a beat that's what that's what this felt like so even though it was nice that he was rapping over top of it it was very boring because it wasn't meshing well with the beat in my opinion so on to track number eight which is called massive it's five minutes and 36 seconds long very long another one that's way too long and doesn't need to be he's back to the singing but what i do like about this one is it's very fashion show vogue type of vibes i could definitely hear this imagine hearing this at a high-end fashion show like uh, i think i recently saw a video of some designer at some london school of fashion or something like that where they had the crazy design shoes I could hear this song playing over a presentation of that kind of fashion and those kind of styles. So I could appreciate that. Um, this is probably one of the more interesting productions on the album at this point of the listening experience, but I feel like he's not really listening to the production. Like I was explaining with the previous song, as an artist, the beat tells you how to deliver over it. It will tell you how you should flow, but... <sighs> A lot of these songs, like I said, it just feels like it was Drake on top of the song. Drake with the new sound versus him actually finding the pocket of the beat. And that's very disappointing to me. I was very disappointed. So I feel like this song had the most potential compared to the other songs I was hearing. But the delivery is what really let me down. It just doesn't work with this beat, in my opinion. His voice... It's just Drake on top of the beat. It's, it's It gave me nothing, really. I really like the production by itself. Um, I feel like he could have... He could have done a hook and a verse and maybe another hook and then left the rest of the song to be instrumental. Um, I actually really did appreciate that he took his voice out around the four-minute mark. And for like the last minute and a half or so of the song, you're just vibing out to the instrumental of the track. So I really appreciated that. And like I said, could have done with his voice, done without his voice altogether on that particular track. Number nine is Flights Booked, which is four minutes and 14 seconds. And again, I will say this is why albums in physical form, actual CDs are so important. I don't get the seamless transition from song to song on a track list on streaming the way that I know I would if I was listening to a physical CD in my car. Um... Because like I said earlier, there would be no pauses in between the tracks and this would probably feel more like a playlist, more like a, a complete experience if I, was, if I was to listen to it that way. Um, but there's finally some use of background vocals in this song, which I like. I like the melody of this one. And unlike the previous songs, he's letting the song breathe in all the right parts and his voice is working more with the production versus him just being on top of the production. Excuse me. Why is my voice doing that? I'm all out of water. Ugh. I got a drop in there. But yeah, um, he's his his voice is working with this beat more so than the others. So I, I appreciated that about that one. Um, uh, track number 10 is called Overdrive. Three minutes and 22 seconds long. It's giving The weekend Very much The weekend. It's a darker kind of production. I imagine similar to what maybe The Weeknd is doing with this uh, Nightmare album that he's coming out with. Um, I like how Drake is working the beat on this song vocally again. Um, like, like I said, it gives me a darker feel. 
darker 80s type of vibe. I don't love the mix, but I like how Drake is singing on this one. It's a nice melody. And again, he is definitely in his feelings, which is really annoying. <laughs> and at this point, I wrote in my notes that I just really want to be done listening to the album because I was over it. I wanted to be like, honestly, never mind and turn off the album. I was just just very bored and disappointed. But track number 11 is called Downhill, four minutes, 10 seconds long. Interesting start at the beginning as far as the production. And I like how the key is changing for this. And I like the backgrounds in this one. The beat reminds me of the subtlety of Michael, Jack of Michael Jackson's human nature. Um, but again, I feel like this is another weekend type of vibe. And I actually believe that weekend would have done more justice on this type of song and album. I'll call him in a little bit. I feel like The Weeknd would do better on this type of song and album versus Drake being on this. So I wonder what is it about Drake trying out this sound, you know? I kind of feel like you're stepping on the lane of The Weeknd too much with this, but I could be wrong. Let me know how y'all feel about that. Um, so yeah, it reminds me of the subtlety of Michael Jackson's human nature, but halfway through it, and I actually enjoyed the production on this one, but halfway through it, I wanted it, I wanted it to be more dynamic and it just didn't go anywhere vocally or instrumentally, um, which was another disappointment. Like I was waiting for some kind of big change or either more harmonies or more stacks on the vocals, but it just never came and either bigger production or more raw and then go big. But like I said, the, the change just never happened. What's up, Maurice? Number 12, Tie That Binds. Another long song, unnecessarily long. Five minutes, 36 seconds. Very long. However, I like... Dang it. However, I like that Drake is singing falsetto in this one. And I love the guitar. I love, love, love the guitar in this. It's clean and it adds something to the song that the other songs do not have instrumentally. The background vocals are a vibe for me and the drums give me Drake and Rihanna Take Care slash Kanye West's Love Lockdown as far as those tribal drums. Like I, I really enjoy that sound on this album. Um, so because of the guitar alone, I really like that song, Tie That Binds. If you are listening to me live, can you hear me now? So number 13 is called Liability, three minutes and 57 seconds long. It's the same singing melody he's been doing throughout the entire album, even though I appreciate that he changed the effect on his voice and he did like a screwed effect, which is like more of a deep kind of voice. Um, the effect was not effectual, no. The, the effect, it, it did nothing. It added nothing because it's the same melody that was given in all of the songs preceding. So again, another disappointment. Like he introduced this new, this new um, effect, but because he did nothing cadence wise with it, it was another letdown for me. And finally, the very last song, number 14, Jimmy Cooks, which features 21 Savage, uh, this song is three minutes, 38 seconds long. He honestly could have done without a feature because I think 
Except for uh, there's another song on here where I feel like that can't just be Drake by himself. That's not his voice. But when I looked up the credits, I didn't see any other names. So maybe I'll go back in and dig a little deeper. But honestly, I don't think 21 Savage, I don't think it was smart to include this track on this album because the production is different from all the other songs. So the intro and this song really could have been taken off of this album and it it could have been a 12 song album. Um, I like the sample in the beginning and I like that he's rapping because I was so done with all of the singing that was on this album so far. The production is way different from the rest of the album, like I said, but I like it the most. And I think the reason why that is, is because I'm used to hearing Drake on this kind of production and he sounds better on this production because, you know, he knows how to work rap beats. I feel like Drake really said, honestly, never like, I feel like he was feeling a ways. Drake must've been feeling a way making this album because it's an evolution that I'm excited for from Drake as far as hearing a new sound from him. Like the same way that Kanye West went from like the college dropout late registration days, he went from that sound to, uh, what was it? 808s and Heartbreak and with a completely new sound, but the songs were good and they were structured and they seemed more thought out and well put together. But listening to this Drake album, I'm excited. I was excited for the fact that let me just come back on the live. Listening to the Drake album, I was really excited for the fact that he was stepping out into a new field, into a new sound. But then the delivery over top of the production is just a letdown. It's a huge letdown. And uh, 21 Savage, he could have been turned up more mix-wise. I don't know why. I, I don't know what the hell they, they were talking about on the song. I have no idea what they were talking about. Both of their flows were boring because they both stayed on one flow for way too long. The movement of their flows was slow. So that was another letdown for me. Uh, all around, just very, very much disappointed uh, with, like, I feel like this album could have been way bigger, way better. But just like the title of the album says, honestly, never mind. <laughs> This was a sound that I feel like Drake wanted to venture into, but um, it makes me wonder like what's going on in the background before everything was released, you know? Uh, same thing with Megan Thee Stallion, honestly. She just came out with a song called Pressure Licious. And I'm hearing that people are like, you know, she's a one trick pony because it's sounding like everything else she's done. And I get that, you know, sometimes like artists really just want to get out of their contracts, but don't sacrifice the quality of the music just because you're trying to get out of a contract really quickly still continue to put your all into it but then again you know I'm speaking from someone who I'm not working on a multi-million dollar budget that I have to recoup from a label and if I don't recoup then I'm never going to get out of debt with them so I don't know the circumstances around Drake's deal or Megan the Stallion's deal but it feels very much like I'm just trying to get off of this contract real quick and but because of that like they're allowing the music to suffer and i wish that they weren't doing that i wish drake hadn't done that with this i wish he would have taken the opportunity to i'm throwing out this new sound a sound that no one is used to hearing from me let me make sure i'm doing it justice and giving something different like 
he didn't even use the typical Drake formula in a lot of these songs. And so it's just, just a really, just really a letdown. Like I want to, I want to like this, this body of work and I had high expectations for it. And I'm excited for the evolution that Drake could have had from this sound, but honestly, never mind. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I see what I did there. I'm, I'm a little corny, but yeah. So that's, those are my thoughts on this uh, album by Drake. Honestly, never mind. Released June 17th, 2022. 52 and a half minutes long, 14 tracks, one introduction. So 13 songs included on here. Um, I hope you enjoyed my review of Drake's album. Let me know what you think in the comments section down below. Uh, Maurice is asking, how do you like that Beyonce album? I think that I will have to review her next. I have Future and Summer Walker as the next two things I'm going to review, but I'm going to, I think it would be good to go now and listen to Beyonce's album after having listened to Drake because Beyonce cares about her art no matter how many, no matter how long she may be stuck in a contract. She at least is continuing to evolve, but it's always quality with her. So that's what I'm very disappointed on with Drake. He just sounds like he's over it. He sounded like he's giving me Summer Walker vibes. He sounds like he's over it. So I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but yeah. Um, but thank you so much for listening to my review of Drake's album. Honestly, never mind. If you are watching on YouTube, let me know what you think in the comment section down below. If you agree with my sentiments, if you disagree, let me know down below. If you're watching on YouTube, like I said, please make sure you give me a thumbs up on the video. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and hit the red notification bell so you'll be notified every time I post a new piece of content. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that podcasts are distributed, then please please make sure you give me a five star rating and leave a review that would extremely help that would help extremely yes that would help extremely if you did that because then they will uh the networks will be more likely to put this in front of more ears and more listeners into a wider audience so i would greatly appreciate that if you would like to go the extra mile in supporting me then please do so by going to patreon.com slash lexiatl and for as little as five dollars a month you can become a patron of mine where you'll get bonus episodes, exclusive behind the scenes content, um, and access to the content months, sometimes weeks before the general public does just because of how my posting schedule is. But yeah, if that sounds like something you want to do, and like I said, you want to go the extra mile in supporting me, then please make sure you go to patreon.com slash Lexi ATL, patreon.com slash L E X C A T L.com. And sorry. Oh, my phone is being weird. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> make sure. Thank you so much for that, for your support on that. And wow, that really messed up my whole little spiel. Thank you for watching my review and be on the lookout for more Lex rated album and song reviews. But my name is Lexi. Until next time. Peace. So I actually went to the club a couple days after recording this review, heard one of the songs from Drake's album. It sounded great. So I think I'm gonna change my stance a little bit on Drake and say that, you know what? Maybe he intended it to be something that could be in the background for major, large scale events. Not so much the everyday at home listen.